players, welcome to episode number 24 of the Sports Plus Live podcast. My name is Edgar, Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez, and of course, this is the Kobe Bryant Mamba Mentality episode, the GOAT episode, another GOAT, back-to-back GOAT episodes um, of the Sports Plus Live podcast. This one is dedicated to Kobe Bryant, so I'm going to have my Black Mamba Mentality on I'm going to try to say not say um as much as possible it's going to happen but I'm going to try to limit it mama mentality moving forward 2020 clearing cleaning stuff up that's what we do here at sports plus life we're not good yet we're getting better we're trying to be the best um right there there it is it started right there that's it we have a good show we have a decent show definitely decent sports plus live podcast um, because it is fight week and I am excited because one of my favorite fighters is fighting this week. Two of them are fighting this week, defending their championships this week. And I'm talking about Johnny Bones Jones, UFC 247, Johnny Bones Jones versus Dominic Reyes and Valentina the bullet. You, you know what I'm talking about when she wins Shevchenko. Um, if you saw me on YouTube, I'm dancing. She does a little dance after she wins. It's cool. Uh, yeah, Valentina Shevchenko and um, Catlin Chutinuk shook shook again. That's shook gang. That's what that's called. That's good right there. Shook gang. She's hood. Shook gang. C H O O K A G I A N. Shook gang. Um, <clears throat> that's the main event. The co-main event. Um, and I am very, very excited because, like I said, I'm John Jones is one of my favorite fighters. He is the GOAT. There's no one better. No one better. The record speaks for itself. The championship de- defense speaks for itself. Um, he is too... He's too good. He's too good. So let's talk about the main event. Let's talk about that. John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. Now, John Jones... Has been around for a minute. John Jones has had some controversy. The whole um, getting to a wreck in Albuquerque, wrecking a pregnant woman while high as shit or drunk, fleeing the scene. That didn't help much. Also getting popped for. Not stare. I think it's like, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but getting popped for PEDs and. Um, and you're having cocaine in this in the system too, so definitely a lot surrounding John Jones. But I mean, most of these happened against Daniel Cormier too, and Daniel Cormier couldn't beat a, beat up a crackhead. So I don't think anyone could beat up a crackhead. Have you seen those dudes? I've seen them. They're vicious. They're they're ambitious, I guess. Um, he. John Jones, but still is just the best fighter in the world because barring those incidents, no one's been able to beat him. And I think the only person that's ever been close to even giving him problems or fits is Alexander Gustafson. Now, Alexander Gustafson is very similar in size to what Dominic Reyes is. Dominic Reyes is 6'4", 6'5", I think. Former football player so former NFL I don't know if he played in NFL but tried in NFL didn't make it but an athlete nonetheless 
one of um, that's kind of what you see or you're seeing nowadays. I think one of the first athletes you've ever seen, you'd probably go back to George St. Pierre, who was very one of the best mixed martial mixed martial artists ever, along with John Jones. And you got to look at athletes. John Jones is an athlete. That family, that Jones family is an athletic family. You're talking about Arthur Jones and Chandler Jones. I think each have a Super Bowl ring, if I'm not mistaken. Sister was a standout basketball player. So that family, rest in peace his mother, by the way. That family is just bred athletes. Athletes. So it's in his blood. John Jones, even though he's has these skinny legs, but he's 6'4". Um, and just hell athletic. So that's going to be something you have to take in consideration when um, you are fighting John Jones. Not only that, he's tied for, I think with 12, the most title defenses by anyone ever. He's tied with George St. Pierre. And... That um, that's pretty crazy. That's something to think about. Because George St. Pierre is one of the best, like I said a few seconds ago, one of the best MMA fighters ever, mixed martial artists ever, and when we're talking about John Jones, yeah, everyone's gonna bring up the past. Everyone's gonna bring up what he did. They don't want to talk about his accomplishments. So let's compare. What John Jones has done compared to what Dominic Graves has done. Dominic Graves is 12 and 0 as a mixed martial artist. Dominic Graves' last five fights, let's go with the last five fights at least. Chris Weidman, Vulcan Ozdemir, Ovin St. Preux, and Jared Kanier, and then Jeremy Kimball. He finishes Chris Weidman in the first round. I watched that fight crazy. That one was in Boston, I believe. No. Yeah, I think it was Boston. And he fought Vulcan Ozdemir to a decision, which I believe if I watched it, I don't think that was a, a I don't think that was a win. That one was in England. Yeah, I think I remember watching that one. I don't think he beat him, but that's whatever. He did. It's in record books. It's right here. You also want to look at Ovin St. Pru. A Ovin St. Pru and John Jones. Um, Ovin St. Peru has fought both of these guys. So there's a common enemy that too went to a decision. John Jones fought him, went to a decision. Wasn't even close to, I remember that fight. I don't remember watching that Ovin St. Peru and Dominic Reyes fight. Now you're talking about Ovin St. Peru that that's been knocked out several times in the last few fights as well. So you're talking about a weaker Ovin St. Peru. Keep that locked in your chamber. You're also fighting, talking about Jared Cannonier. You beat him by TKO punches. And Jeremy Kimmel was submitted by a rear naked choke. So not bad not bad fight decision, not bad wins. But Chris Weidman and Jared Cannonier are middleweights. He fought middleweights. Jared Cannonier is right up there for a championship in middleweight. Chris Weidman, former champion at middleweight. So beating one of the best ever, uh, despite it, and, and uh, Anderson Silva twice. Second one, I don't really count, but he did beat him. It's in the books. So let's take a look at that. I mean, he's got five. He's undefeated, so his last five fights, three. You know, see one, two, two decision, 
to to Vulcan, Ozdemir, and Hoven Saint Prue. And then you got three finishes, which two out of three were middleweights. Who were six one maybe? Now Jared Cannonier used to fight at heavyweight, but that was when he was heavyweight weight. And he was dropping down. So now he was I still think he was at middleweight weight fighting at light heavyweight. Um Jared Cannonier, by the way, needs an opponent, so we gotta find him an opponent because he's very exciting at middleweight. But let's take I mean let's put that in consideration. Five fights. Two decisions against true middle, uh, true light heavyweights, and in three finishes, two out of three against middleweights. That's something to think about. And he really holds his hat on that fight against Chris Weidman. By the way, Chris Weidman, let me go ahead and pull this up here. Give me a sec here. Everyone chill. I'm gonna pull this up and pull out his record because you know who else who beat him? Luke Rockhold beat him, and Luke Rockhold has been getting knocked out at light heavyweight. So it's not really Chris Weidman. Let's, let's look at one, two, three, four, five, six fights. Won one of them to Kevin Gaslam, and that was a arm triangle choke. 2017. Knocked out by Luke Rockhold. Knocked out by Yolo Romero. Knocked out by Gegard Musasi. Knocked out by Ronald Jacare Souza, who does jiu-jitsu. Then knocked out by Dominic Reyes. Come on, man. If you're going to fight... You know, he hasn't had a win, like a decent win. I mean, he had that, what, 2017? Before that was 2015? So, if you're going to hang your hat on that fight, man, you got to... <laughs> I mean, you're fighting John Jones, one of the best ever, and you're going to hang your hat on that fight? It's the same old story we've all heard. Oh, I got what it takes to be John Jones. Oh, I could do this to be John Jones. John Jones... Outside of George St. Pierre, Mighty Mouse Johnson. I could even put BJ Penn in that. One of the... Eh, man, not BJ Penn. We're going to scratch BJ We're not going to bring up BJ Penn. But outside of Mighty Mouse, George St. Pierre, John Jones is one of the most complete mixed martial artists I've ever seen. One of the most complete fighters I've ever seen. And crazy to think that I, I think he's barely even a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Barely wrestled in college, like wrestled uh, Juco, I think. And um, obviously picked up striking late. So that all that goes to him being very, being an athletic person, being an athlete. It's just crazy to think because right now you're looking at someone like Dominic Reyes who has 12 fights. John Jones has 12 defenses of his title. 12, I believe. And I think his last 13 fights, if I'm not corrected, did defeat... Um, let's, let's take a look at his last 12 fights. Beat Thiago Santos, which Thiago Santos ripped his MCL, ACL, tore, tore everything in his knee. Anthony Smith by decision. Anthony Smith's tough as nails. Thought he had the clue, the ticket. I watched that fight too the other day, the Anthony Smith fight. And when Anthony Smith was eating spinning kicks, eating punches, elbows. John Jones throws elbows like you and I would throw punches. He he got taken down. 
He got beat up on the ground. He got elbowed on the ground. He got punched on the ground. He got kicked in, you know, he got kicked in the head. I mean, he got boxed. He got everything. Anthony Smith is a tough dude. And he couldn't deal with it. Alexander Gustafson got TKO'd by John Jones in the last fight. Last time they wrangled together a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost over a year ago. And then he beat Daniel Cormier by, I think, yeah, he knocked him out. KO. But that one did get overturned because of his um, PED discovery. Then before that, beat uh, Ovin St. Preux. He beat DC again by decision. Beat Glover Teixeira. Beat Alexander Gupson, one of the best fights you've ever seen at UFC 165. Beat Chael Sonnen, no surprise there. Beat Vitor, Vitor Belfort, and this was Vitor Belfort when he was juicing. So that's a different Vitor Belfort. Um, beat Rashad Evans, and then beat Leota Machida, which he, I think he, that's the one where he choked him standing up. Pretty scary choke, but he beat him. Beat And then defeated Shogun Hua for the title um, back in 2011. So this is nine years of John Jones just beating people up. Which by having us he won two, three, four, six decisions, six decisions, six decisions, six finishes. The guys, I say, he even mixes that up. He even mixes up his finishes. He even mixes up how he wins fights. So, and sometimes I even watch his fights, and I'm just like, dude, he's just playing with his food. Finish your food. I just, I'm just like, I'm amazed when I watch him fight. Um, he is getting older. I think he's in 30. I don't mean, he looks like he's getting older. He's not probably not even that old just because he looks like it. He's losing his hair. Like I just saw him and I was like, dude, what's up with the hair player? He's eight, 1987. So he had to make some 30. Yeah. Not even, he's 32 years old. So he's not even that old. And that's almost like in his prime. And um, I don't see this going any different. This fight against Dominic Gray is going any different than it has um, against anyone else, really. I don't see it. I don't see the experience there. But like I've said before, MMA is a beautiful thing because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if... You know, Dominic Reyes is going to find that one punch or that one kick to um, to finish him. You never know. But I've seen John Jones is very durable. He takes he, he takes those hits like a champ. He's been hit before. Um, DC has tagged him. Gus has tagged him. Um, so he... Is tough as now. He's very durable. He was very, if I remember that Vitar Belfort fight, he was in trouble on that. He almost had his arm broken. Um, but he's tough, dude. And he's just tough. I mean, just, he just, he just, he's just durable. He outlasts um, his opponent. And you, yeah, like I said, you don't know what's going to happen, but you have a good idea of what's going to happen. I just don't know. I don't see Dominic Reyes. And, People say that Gustafson was a big deal. Sure, it definitely was. Gustafson was tough as nails. Gustafson was 6'4", 6'5". No one's, you know, that height. Someone as tall as John Jones, as lengthy as John Jones, gives him problems. 
And I just listed off who who um Dominic Reyes fought. And he hasn't fought anyone like John Jones. He hasn't fought anyone remotely close to being what John Jones is. That length, 82 inches of wingspan, I think is what it is. Those legs, those kicks, those they'll call the teep kicks where he kicks forward and like tries to kick your fucking knee and your chest and your face and it just there's things you just you can't prepare yourself for. And you can't I don't I don't know too many people who compare who can prepare for John Jones. Let's put this in perspective. John Jones beat Daniel Cormier twice, handedly twice. Daniel Cormier is an Olympic gold medal wrestler. An Olympic gold medal wrestler. The top of the top, the best area, one of the best athletes you've ever seen are wrestlers. And John Jones sliced through him. John Jones beat him up. You got to put that in perspective. You got to just think about that twice. Daniel Cormier is known as one of the best fighters to ever step in a cage. Definitely one of the best heavyweights. And he's a champ. He, he was a champ champ. Held two belts at one time. And um, John Jones sliced through him. And you just look at the people Cormier has beat. Way taller than him. Bigfoot Silva. Frank Mir. Who he just knocked out. Uh, who he just lost to. Well, he's not lost to Stipe Miocic, but he's knocked out Stipe Miocic before that. I mean, these guys are tanks. And he couldn't handle John Jones. He has gone on record to say, John Jones is probably the biggest, the heaviest, just the most ferocious fighter he's ever been in front of. And he's the only one to ever beat Daniel Cormier. Handedly, too, by the way. So you got to, I mean, I wish these guys would show him a little bit more respect, but you got to play your part. That's what Dominic Reyes has to do. Play his part. He still has to promote this fight. He has to make people believe that he's going to be able to finish John Jones. He has to sell. That's pretty much what you got to do. He has to sell this fight. So I know what's going on, but let's be real. John Jones will win this fight. I might even give it two rounds. But I'm putting my hands up like, hey, I don't know. This is MMA. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know, puppy. I don't know. Don't be looking at me like I know I have the answers. I got the answers. I don't know if they're always correct. I'm going by what I've seen. I'm going by what I've done. I do got John Jones winning this fight. I don't know how. Lately, he's been winning by decision. So we'll see what happens. But moving on to the Kona main event, co-main event, and then my favorite fighter, my other second favorite fighter, one of my, my favorite women fighters, Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko. Why do they call her the Bullet? Because she chambers everything and just comes out like a bullet. Um, she is amazing. She's beautiful. Let's take a look. Let's we'll just not take a look. You guys can't see it, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about. Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina, Valentina Shevchenko has been in the UFC since 2015. Valentina Shevchenko has two losses to one person. And that person is the GOAT. The women GOAT of the women's division. Amanda Nunez. By the way, 
First loss was a unanimous decision. Second loss, a split decision. Manny Nunez finished Chris Cyborg. Beat up Jermaine Duraname. I mean... <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko is a monster. She has great striking. Great striking. Amazing striking. Great kickboxer. Um, good boxing. Good composure. She's quick. Um, 125-pound champ. So this will be for the 125-pound flyweight championship. And she's gone the distance with the 135-pound and the 145-pound champion. Both the same person. So, you know, you could take with that what you want. But she's no pushover. And she's definitely in the top women. Definitely in the one at 125 pounds. And she's probably second pound for pound bass in the women's division in general. Definitely would put over a cyborg. Um, and right under um, Amanda Nunez. She beat Liz Carmouche. I, I watched that fight. Her last fight. Let's take a look at the last five fights like we always do. Liz Carmouche, decision. I watched that fight. I think it was early. That one was in... Yeah, that one was in Uruguay. I remember watching. I was like, dude, what's going on here? This is very exciting. But she won the fight. Either way, unanimous, unanimous decision. Liz Carmouche, tough as nails. Um, one of the first women fight in the UFC ever. So give her props. Former Marine. I don't know how to. I don't want to mess it up. Um, then one probably one of the most vicious KOs I've ever seen in general. Probably top five was against the head kick against Jessica Evil Eye. Jessica Eye was out. Like I don't know, it seemed forever. F- four minutes. That's a long time being unconscious. And it, I will try to find that and put it in the bio. Put it in the not the bio. Put it in the description and show you guys. But she, I was like, and I saw it coming. I think if you watched MMA enough, you saw it coming. She set it up very well. Valentina did. She threw some nasty kicks to the body, to the leg. And I mean nasty. Joe Rogan, right before the KO, was you could hear him say, it sounds like someone's taking a bat and hitting a punchy bag. Or hitting the, yeah, just hitting the bag. Exactly what it sounded like. I've said this before on the podcast. That's what, when you kick someone properly, it sounds just like a bat. Or it feels like a bat. Just put just getting put on flesh. Put on bones. That's what it feels like. If you've ever been hit anything remotely like a bat. I know what it is. Remember? I'm hood. I'm street. I've been there before. I've seen it. Alright? And set it up very well the body to the legs and I just saw it coming I was telling my friend I was like it's coming just gonna knock her out with a head kick right here because that was the second round I believe and and it just came wow sounded like a bat going through somebody's head knocked her out cold and went back and just stiffened her up and it was it was very brutal but that's what you get from the bullet Valentina Shevchenko she even beat Joanna Champion I can't say her name Joanna Jurjechik, Jinjoychik, Jinjaychik. She's Polish. It's hard as shit to say. Um, Joanna 
Champion is what I call her. So she used to call herself Joanna Champion. Be here by decision. Tough as nails too. Beat Priscilla Cachuera for I think that was the her first fight at Flyweight, I believe. Um Rear Naked. And then the loss to Amanda Nunez. And before that, beat Juliana Pena, who's tough as nails as well. Fight mom, mom fighter, um, with an armbar. And beat Holly Holm. So, I mean, this record speaks for herself. Speaks for itself. You are, and she also loves to mix it up. Five, she has 18 wins, three losses. Five by knockout, seven by submission, six by decision. So she's one of those other complete getting better at grounding, ground, you know, just ground game in general. Just everything, athletes, they, you know, the complete mixed martial artists. Mixed martial athletes. Let's call them that. Mixed martial athletes. I don't know if people like that. Mixed martial athletes. And she's just great. She's amazing. If you've ever seen her, if you haven't never watched her fight, you got to watch her fight. Buy this pay-per-view. Buy it for me because I don't want to buy this shit anymore. It gets, it gets expensive. With the podcast, you know, I'm going to start writing stuff off. That's all I'm going to say. Start writing stuff off. But yeah. Now, I don't know a whole lot about her opponent. Where the hell did she go? Caitlin Chuk Gang. That's what we're going to call her. Chuk Gang. Remember, she's hood. She did beat Jennifer Maya. Tough as nails. Jennifer Maya. Did miss weight, by the way, that last fight. I remember that. That was November. Was that? That was the... Uh, that was a Diaz Masvidal fight. Good card, I remember that. And then she beat Joanna Calderwood, tough chick as well. Lost to Jessica I. So Alexa Davis beat Alexa Davis and Mara Borella. She beat Irene Aldana which by the split decision. So you guys know I talk about her. She's Mexican. She's my gente. She's my people. Tough is you're just tough, tough, tough. And lost to Liz Carmouche. So, all, so there's two losses on here. Jessica I and Liz Carmouche. And Valentina beat them both handily. So, once again, take that information as you would. As you will. But this is mixed martial arts, so you never know what's going to happen. But you kind of know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, I still think that... And by the way, she doesn't win... She doesn't finish fights, so you could tell by all her decisions, which are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last eight fights are all decisions. So she shows grip, but she can't finish a fight. Valentina can finish fights. So you tell you could tell by just by looking at how she went in fights, how what her style is, and that's definitely gonna be wrestling. It's gonna be some sort of grappling. I mean, you could almost see it in her decision, wins and losses. It's, it's going to be interesting. Well, who knows? Grappler versus striker, that's what you always like to see. Usually when you see a grappler against a grappler, you see the stand-up game, just like you did against Usman and Kobe Covington. But grappler versus striker, the grappler is going to try to take it to the ground. I mean, there's no secret to that. So I'm going to see what happens. But I still got Valentina Shevchenko winning this fight. And I think they might set up a super fight with Amanda Nunez. That's just me. That's just me. We'll see what happens. Because uh, Johanna Champion fights 
me pull her up here. Where'd she go? She fights soon as well. I don't remember. It's not going to show up here. Well, at least she was supposed to fight, but she'll be fighting soon. I think it's Juliana Pena. I can't remember. Um, she'll be fighting soon. Um, so we'll see what happens. We're going to, you know, we're all going to have our eyes glued to this, these two, these two fights. I am for sure. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I am for sure. Um, there is a couple other good cards. This fight's in Houston. So, you know, in Houston, you have to go and get Derek. My balls is hot Lewis. And that's, I'm going to watch that fight. He fights. Elair Latifi, Elair Latifi, a teammate of uh, Gustafson, making his first fight, I believe, at heavyweight. Had a lot of fights in, um, in light heavyweight. So Derek Lewis, he's been, you know, let me pull his stuff up here. Last fight he won by decision, very controversial. And then he did get beat up by Junior Dos Santos. Did be, get beat up by Daniel Cormier, but also beat Alexander Volkov. If you don't remember that fight, that was a comeback fight. Look it up. Derek Lewis versus Alexander Volkov. And then um, he decisioned Francis and got into one of the most boring fights he's ever been a part of. So, so Derek Lewis, but you guys know Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, that Volkov fight is, is um, kind of like that's what Derek Lewis is. I mean, you just, you just, that's what heavyweight fighting in general is. You never know what's going to happen. Volkov was beating him up all three rounds. And then just like that seconds left in the third round, he got KO'd by Derek Lewis. So you never know what's going to happen in these fights. Latifi lost to Ozdemir. who I mentioned earlier, that fight was supposed to happen twice. Got rescheduled twice. So he didn't fought once last year. Lost to Corey Anderson. Lost to Ovin St. Peru by decision, by a submission. Oh, no, he beat him by submission. That's the one I was thinking about. Beat him by submission. And then beat Tyson Pedro, and that was it. So he hasn't really had a, He's had very mixed results at light heavyweight. So he's, just been, he's like, screw it. I'm going to take my big ass, too, because he's like a cannonball. He's, if you guys see him, Hilaire Latifi, he's about, um, L L I R L his last name is Latifi L A T I F I. Go check it out. Pretty exciting. I mean, he brings it. I don't think he'll get it done against um, Derek Lewis. Just don't think he will. Derek Lewis is probably in what everyone does against Derek Lewis. Lewis is going to take him down. Latifi's definitely going to do that. Definitely going to do that. Um, other fights to look out for: Mirasad Bektich and then Dan Lyle. And then also, because we're moving on quickly here, got a couple other things to talk about to you. Um, in the undercard, there is a fight here. Jimmy Rivera against Marlon. I think that's Chito Vera. No, that was canceled. Never mind. Where the hell did that fight go to? Hold on, let me fucking pull it up now, because I want to see where this fight went. Um, oh, it got canceled. Oh, that sucks. Oh, I remember that. Still got hurt. That's right. I'm feeding you lies. I apologize. Um, but yeah, those are some fights you want to look out to. Always watch all the fights because you never know what's going to happen. It's MMA. We love MMA around here. It's very exciting. 
and it's a good time to go to Hooters. And then, like, Hooters, or this isn't sponsored, by the way, Hooters or Buffalo Wild Wings to be like, to listen to the dumbasses, be like, oh, I could do that. I could choke him out. Look at that. He got him in a chokehold. He's taking all the air from his head. Like, and he's going to pass out. For those of you who don't know, chokes are meant, like, these chokes in general are like blood chokes. So they cut the blood, circulation of the blood to the head. That's what makes him pass out. Usually in seven, eight seconds if you're doing it right. Um, but uh, yeah, check it out. Saturday, UFC 247, John Jones, Dominic Reyes. The GOAT is back. Valentina Trevchenko is back. I am hella excited. And um, yeah. So if you're noticing right now, moving on, I got my Denver Nuggets hat on. I just bought this, by the way. Look at this. It's cool. It's not bad. Not bad at all. I got it on for a reason. Because I am going to talk about the Denver Nuggets. Specifically against, specifically Nikolai Jokic. Nikolai Jokic is putting on a, in my opinion, an MVP performance season. Between him, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I can't still say his name. I can't still say his name. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Giannis, the Greek freak. We're going to call him the Greek freak. I think those are, those two will be winning. One of them will be winning the MVP come this end of the season. Not LeBron James. He's not putting up any good numbers. He's not being consistent. Not Kawhi Leonard. He's not playing enough. Not Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard barely started showing up to these games. And by the way, it won't be CJ McCollum because... <laughs> um, let's take a look at Joker's, now. Joker's last... Let's take a look at his last 10 games. And especially this one against the Jazz. It was definitely special because he brought him back. Joker was amazing. Hitting threes. Um, no, never mind. He didn't hit threes. But he was hitting long-range shots. 14 to 24 from the field. 30 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, triple-double. All right. Against the Trailblazers. On 31 minutes, 29 points. 13 rebounds, 9 assists. One assist shy of a triple-double. Got a double-double. Let's go against the Pistons. 40 minutes, 39 points. 10 rebounds. Another one shy. No, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong one. 39, 10, and 11. A triple-double. It's a theme here. Let's go against the Bucks. Giannis's team. The Greek freak. Only 15 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Double-double. For those of you who don't know, if you get double-double, if you get double digits in a category and you do it twice, that's a double-double. If you do it three times in three different, doing it three times, double digits in each category, that's a triple-double. Three, two, them. There we go. For those of you, for those of you who want to learn a couple things, I got you. So let's take a look at the Jazz again. 28 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists, double-double. Double double. Give me the double double. I feel like I'm an in and out. Give me a double double and a looking like in an animal style Nikolai Jokic, please. Can I have that, please? Thank you. Because we're gonna run through LA, both teams in LA. We're gonna go down to Houston and we're gonna mess up some Whataburger orders. 
All right. We even travel on our way there. We'll go travel to White Castle. Terrebs and White Castle. And then we'll crown ourselves the kings of the NBA. This team is amazing. What Mike Malone is doing with this team is amazing. I mean, there's nobody outside of Nikolai Jokic on this team that's, I don't know, big market. You would call like a, I don't know, like a James Harden, LeBron James, Dame Lillard. Like, I don't, yeah, I guess, you know. But Nikolai Jokic is putting on the MVP type performance with his team. What does MVP stand for? Most valuable, most valuable player. Nikolai Jokic is our most valuable player. Our offense runs around him. He sees the vision so well. He has a vision. He sees a court. He sees the court. The vision on court is ridiculous is what I'm trying to say. He could pass the ball. He could shoot the ball. He could take it down. He could post you up. He could kind of defend. And so the fact that he's not, I, I still think people like saw what Dame, Lill, Dame Lillard did. Because um, I have it pulled up here. Dame Lillard did in the last few games. I mean, yeah, definitely high, a lot of points. Um, 21 points against the Nuggets, but only two rebounds, nine assists. Not even a double-double. 51 points against the Jazz. But two rebounds and 12 assists. Um, I don't even know if they won that game. I can't remember. I'll have to check it out. Against the Lakers, 48 points. I think he did get the win against the Lakers. 48 points, nine rebounds, 10 assists, double-double. Against the Rockets, 36 points, triple-double, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Cool. 50 points and 13 assists against the Pacers. And then 47, 6 and 8, no triple-double or double-double against the Mavericks. Um, And then against the Warriors, 61 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. And then against the Thunder, 34 points, 0 rebounds and 6 assists. And then Mavericks again, 34 points, one rebound, 10 assists. So who is helping, by the way, 25 points against the Rockets, 7-7. Seven and seven. So who's helping their team more to win games? If you're going to put Dame Lillard in the conversation, you've got to put Nikolai Jokic in the MVP conversation. I don't even think Anthony Davis is playing that well. Anthony Davis would was starting over Nikolai Jokic on the All Star team. Um, it's yeah, no, no one can say he hasn't really played, been injured. Like I don't even think you should he should even be starting in this game. Nikolai Jokic should be the starter in the West for Le- Team LeBron. Team LeBron is just there by popularity. I don't even think he should be starting. The Greek Freak Team Giannis. He deserves to be starting. They, just because of the lack of star player in a lot of these teams, they don't get a lot of mention. And what triggered me the most was that I sat there and I was watching the Lakers against the Spurs halftime. Shaq was on there, Candace Parker, Dwayne Wade, and then this funny dude who does stuff for Bleacher Report. It's Bleacher Report and TNT are kind of working together. And I don't know his name. I apologize. But they said they're going to commercial and they said, well, Nugget, uh, Nuggets and Blazers 
are playing and the Rockets are in are playing as well. We'll come back with highlights for that. The K Mac show the Rockets highlights show James Harden shooting all over the Charlotte Hornets. Big whoop. Charlotte Hornets. Okay. They showed all the highlights. All four quarters, all highlights. Then this is what triggered me. They went to because earlier that the Pelicans and the Bucks played. And all they replayed was the matchup between Zion Williamson and the Greek freak, Giannis. And I was like, all they showed was like when Giannis swatted him twice and then uh, Zion got the ball and that was it. And they kept replaying those plays. I was like, the fuck? Like, I want to watch. I want to watch what the Nuggets are doing. I can't watch them here on my TV because Comcast and Altitude are beefing. Like, they're just like, I don't know what it is. Like, two girls who used to talk all the time. Now they're beefing over a guy. And they're like, no, no, F F this. And then blah, blah, blah. And you did this to him. And you sucked. Like, come on. Let's get it together. I don't want to switch cable services just to watch the Nuggets. So, that triggered me. And then the whole thing between Dane Lillard being hot, being, oh, the only guy who scored 43 and a half points and 12 and a half rebounds and so blah, blah, blah. They just make these stats up to make them look good. But it really is team struggling. They're not even in the playoff contention. I mean, Melo has probably done more than him wins in his short time there. I mean, and, and the only thing that puts that Blazers team together and makes them consistent, which they did in the playoffs, was Rodney Hood. And he's injured. He's not playing. And it shows that this team, they, they can't play defense. They can't rebound. I mean, that triggered me. I am pissed. So if you're not talking about Nikolai Jokic as an MVP, then you, I don't know what you're doing. You've never watched basketball before. Or you're, you're either in it for the shoes, or you just saw a couple clips of the beard traveling and thought, oh, this is cool. I could travel too, so I'm going to watch basketball. The beard being James Harden. So, I think there needs to be a level of respect being shot at the Denver Nuggets. Because what they did the other day against the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, what's the the white guy's name? There's two of them. There's Bogdanovich and then Ingles. That's a solid team. And to do what we did against them with only seven players, by the way, seven players. Guys, I want you to this, this, let's say this together. Seven. John Elway. Seven players. And everyone relax because I'm going to pull that game up. And I don't remember the score of the game. I'm heated. I'm triggered right now. I'm heated. As you can tell, smoke is coming out of my head. The Denver Nuggets only played seven. You need about ten, maybe a ten players to rotate to. Gary Harris. Let me go ahead and pull this up here because I don't want to mess up who played. Because we literally just made a like, trade like that day, that night. We traded away Malik Beasley, who's been solid for us. Wancho, and then oh, I can't remember who else. But in that game, Tory Craig. Nikolai Jokic, Morris, and Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Kankar, and Dozier. I mean, 
Kankar and Dozier came off the bench, obviously. Um, no Millsap, no Plumley, no Grant. Torrey Craig has been amazing. I wish we had Grant. Torrey Craig has been amazing all year. Um, I don't know if he... Yeah, he's just been... He's been good. No, like, There's no way else to... I mean, you're without MPJ, some good players, Willie Barton. You go in away, by the way. We are in Salt Lake. Away, and you beat this team with seven players. Let's start showing some respect. Respect the Nuggets. You start. You better start respecting them. Because what's going to happen is we're going to win the championship. You have no choice but to talk about us. You have no choice to call us champions. That's what's going to happen. God damn it. I'm heated. And then what's going to happen is that the Rockies are somehow going to pull their head out of their ass and keep Nolan Arenado. I really decided Ubaldo, who meant, I don't know who we, I can't, I don't know. I don't know. We're not going to talk about the Rockies right now. That will come. I'll get more triggered. Um, plus, I want to stay local. I love my teams. I like to spread the love to everything, not just outside my, my not just inside my state. Um, respect. Let's just show some respect. Mike Malone, Coach of the Year. Nikolai Jokic, MVP. Champions. Those are the goals. Let's hope that happens. Let's stay consistent. We are going to get it. Um, anyways, moving on because um, I'm kind of running out of time. But there's still football to be played, guys. If you guys didn't know, this weekend kicks off XFL. XFL, the, now, the former defunct, now brought to life XFL um, by Vince McMahon who I saw is going to set to lose about $400 million in the first three seasons. $400 million. He's going to lose by putting this together. So he's putting his faith in the XFL for spring ball. Right now they have two quarters. I think eight teams, I think. Well, week one, this was going to happen. Week one is Seattle at D.C. on Saturday. Um, and then L.A. at Houston um, after that on Fox. So the first one's on ABC then Fox on Sunday. There's going to be Tampa Bay at New York on Fox and then St. Louis at Dallas on ESPN. Now I'm going to keep my eye out on the Dallas team because some former Oklahoma Sooners on there. You have Dallas bandits. I think that's what they are. Um, here they go. Here are the teams: Dallas renegades. Sorry. DC defenders, Houston roughnecks, LA wildcats, New York guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, Tampa Bay Vipers, and I mean, there's a Team Nine. Is all it says. I don't think that's that's anything yet. Of course, because the season's going to start, so I don't think they're just going to throw a team in at the end. You know, in the middle of the season. I'm going to keep my eye out on Dallas because there's a former Oklahoma Sooners, mainly the coach, Bob Stoops. Old Bob Stoops took us a national championship. Legendary coach. Uh, stepped away from Oklahoma. Let Lincoln Riley. I think this was kind of like a. I think he had everything in kind of like. I think he was setting something up. 
but Lincoln Riley's done amazing for Oklahoma, so that's uh, kind of a blessing. Um, Bob Stoops coaching the uh, Renegades with Landry Jones as quarterback. So there's going to be a lot of former college standouts. You'll see XFL kind of not failed, but didn't really go far enough in the NFL. Um, you'll see, oh, what's his name? Derrick Henry's teammate at Alabama. Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, so you're going to see a lot of tough individuals. Still a lot of good players. Decent players. It's gonna be, I, think it's, I think this will be decent. I hope so. Kind of fill that football void and uh, watch all weekend. So I'm definitely going to watch that. You should too. First game, ABC, 2 p.m. Eastern. Second game on Fox at 5 p.m. Eastern all on Saturday. Sunday, Tampa Bay at NY. 2 p.m. and then 5 p.m. again on ESPN. So check it out. I mean, you guys are missing football already. Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Um, so it won't be good football. Because that's what I said last time. It won't be good football until like September, August or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, that's all I got. Uh, just a quick update. I don't think I broke my rib. I think I bruise the shit out of it, but it's like every time I cough or anything, because I kind of have a little cough, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. And it's going to snow again tonight. So get ready. I'm going to have to put snow boots on. I don't have snow boots. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. But what I am going to do, I'm going to survive until Friday, Saturday. And I'm going to watch these fights. And... You guys can watch me. Follow me. Wow, I didn't do this. Sports Plus Life on Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, MRAKACO on Instagram and Twitter. And then YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. Follow me, like, describe, hit the bell. You'll know when I post videos. And that's it. I appreciate you guys turning in. Very heavy MMA heavy um, fight. MMA heavy podcast. Dedicated to the Mamba mentality to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. Um, that's all I got. You guys stay safe out there. Holler at me. Share this. Let everyone know. I'm violently sexy. Go Nuggets. Go John Jones. Let's.